Hi. How are you? Not too bad in yourself. With all due respect, let's get the small talk. Welcome to Let's Give the Small Talk, a podcast show where we talk about it all, one topic at a time. I'm your host, Tyconis Allison. With that being said, ready, set, stimulate. Let's get small talk. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to episode 65 of Let's Give the Small Talk. Today is going to be a special episode. It's going to be a Sweet, nostalgic episode. Because today, we'll be discussing a business that we all have a memory of in some capacity. All of us do. I can guarantee you that. As a matter of fact, who remembers pulling into the parking lot and seeing the big blue and yellow videotape up in the air? Seeing the store just lit up nice and bright. And you walk inside and all you see is movies on top of movies on top of movies. And anything you could think of was there. That's right. Today, we'll be discussing the one and only Blockbuster. Blockbuster. Blockbuster has played a integral part in all of our childhoods in some capacity. Like I mentioned earlier, everyone has a memory of Blockbuster. But today we'll be discussing why did Blockbuster go from having 9,000 stores to just one? What happened? Well, as you know, all good things must come to an end. So let's take a trip down memory lane and figure out what happened exactly. To Blockbuster. But before we get in the car and take this ride, first, let's talk about the podcast. If you enjoy Let's Skip the Small Talk and you would like to help the podcast reach its fullest potential, then by all means, please do so. All you have to do is simply text this episode link to one person in your phone. Just one. It goes a long way. Trust me. It really does. And for everyone that has been doing so, please continue. Thank you so much. I deeply appreciate it. All right. Let's kick the show off with a little motivation. Three, two, one, score! Goal season is here. I repeat, goal season is is here. Today, I want to give a special message to everyone out there seeking and striving and trying to do better in life. First and foremost, I want to commend you for making the effort to bettering yourself. As we all know, it's easy to do nothing. It's easy to not challenge yourself. It's easy to not be disciplined. But you decided to do the complete opposite. You decided to do other wise, which is why I want to give you a few words of encouragement as you continue your journey to bettering yourself. The number one thing, and I know I say this over and over, but that's just how 
important it is. That's just how much it means to me. The number one thing is mindset. Guys, mindset is so important. It is important to be mindful of your thoughts. Okay, here's why. Your thoughts turn into words. Your words create action. And that action becomes your reality. That is how important it is to be mindful of your mindset because the thoughts you have literally become your reality. So, here's what I need you to do. I need you to choose positive when the opportunity presents itself. As you embark on this journey, as you continue to walk down your path, there will be challenges. There will be setbacks in order for you to come back. But in the midst of that, I need you to be mindful of your mindset and choose positive. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. And as cliche as it sounds, it's important to choose positive. It's important. It's important because your reality depends on it. Your reality depends on it. So please be mindful of your mindset as you continue to journey. Okay? All right. With that being said, let's start the car. And let's hit the road. Blockbuster, here we come. Let's ride out to 1985 Dallas, Texas. That is when David Cook opened the first Blockbuster. Now, let's set the record straight. Okay. Blockbuster was not the only video store in town. It was not. There were plenty independent video stores and even some small chains. So Blockbuster was actually the new kid on the block. 1985, Dallas, Texas. The difference between them and everyone else is that Blockbuster had a bigger selection and the videotapes were present on the shelves. They weren't hidden in the back like many of the other video stores. And needless to say, Blockbuster did stay open till midnight, so it was convenient. A year later, David opened up three more Blockbusters. Safe to say, business was off to a great start. Hey, people love movies, always have, and always will. In 1987, David Cook sold part of the business to a group of investors that included Wayne Huizinga, who is the founder of Waste Management, the world's biggest garbage disposal company. Come on, guys. I know you see the trucks all the time. All right. Here's the thing. In that same year of 1987, David Cook left Blockbuster. And Huizinga assumed control of the company and moved its headquarters from Dallas to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Now, I bet you're wondering, 
why in the world did David Cook walk away from such a great upstart? I mean, Blockbuster was soaring. Well, David and one of Huizinga's members of management had a disagreement. And you know what? David washed his hands. And he walked away with $20 million. Which isn't bad at all. Don't get me wrong. $20 million is not bad at all. However, if David would have stuck around three or four more years, he would have walked away with about $300 million. Yeah, you heard me correctly. $300 million. But hey, would have, could have, should have doesn't get you anywhere in life. And you can't live in what ifs that drive you crazy. So David left and Blockbuster was now underneath Huizinga's leadership. And one of the things that he wanted to do was expand. And he wanted to do so aggressively. So he brought out existing video stores and opened up a bunch of new Blockbusters. By 1988, Blockbuster was America's leading video chain. With 800 stores. Mind you guys. It started out in 1985 with one. And in 1986 there were three. And by 1988 there were 800. (laughs) By the early 1990s. Blockbuster had launched its 1,000th store. And it even expanded overseas. Now here's the thing about business. You are usually not the only one trying to provide that service. Blockbuster had movies on lock, but it wasn't for long because in 1997, Netflix was founded. And for those who don't know, it wasn't always an app. Netflix actually started out as an online DVD rental. And around that same time, Amazon joined the mix and they launched a video and DVD store. And on top of that, there was pay-per-view video on demand, which started to become pretty popular. Oh, and I almost forgot. Redbox was launched in 2002. So in just five years of 1997 to 2002, not only did you have Netflix, Amazon.com, Redbox, pay-per-view, video on demand, clearly the movie viewing game was starting to change. I got a fun fact for you. Blockbuster said it made $800 million in late fees, right? That's 16% of its revenue at the time. And as you know, late fees are frustrating. And it even frustrated someone to create their own movie viewing company. Reed Hastings, anybody know that name? Reed Hastings was so upset about his $40 fine that he owed Blockbuster that it actually inspired him to create Netflix. (laughs) Could you believe that? Crazy. Now, here's the kicker. In 2000, the year 2000, Blockbuster decided not to buy Netflix. Like they were seriously considering buying Netflix for $50 million in the year 2000, but they decided not to. And that is where what goes up 
must come down. In 2004, Blockbuster reached its peak. It had 9,000 stores globally. It earned $5.9 billion in revenue. But once again, what goes up must come down. That same year, Blockbuster launched an online DVD rental service to complete with Netflix. Instead of buying them out, they decided to start their own online DVD rental service, and they were just too late to the party. That's just the truth of the matter. The venture was not successful. It actually failed miserably. From 2003 to 2005, the company lost 75% of its market value. There were just way too many other options to watch movies. In 20 years, listen to this. In 20 years, we went from watching VHS tapes to popping in DVDs to simply streaming. All in 20 years. From 1985 to 2005, things are forever changing. Guys, here's where our car ride uh, slows down dramatically. All right. On September 23rd, 2010, in an attempt to wipe out $1 billion in debt, Blockbuster filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And a year later, Dish Network tried to help it out, but they couldn't stop the bleeding. It was time to admit that Blockbuster was a thing of the past. Blockbuster became sweet nostalgia. Present day, there's only one Blockbuster store remaining in the whole world on the planet Earth. And that's in the town of Bend, Oregon. Just one. Just one. And believe it or not, as of last year, like 2020, in September of 2020, the last blockbuster on earth decided to be used as an Airbnb. I cannot make this up, guys. Fans can actually stay inside the store for $4 per night, overnight. Well, my friends, that's where our ride comes to an end. From global recognition to now being an Airbnb, those big blue and yellow letters will forever have a place in our heart. One thing I learned from the story of Blockbuster is that if you don't keep up with change, you'll get left behind. And with that being said, Let's jump into our next segment. Have a treat. As you know, each and every episode, I recommend something for you to read, something for you to watch, and something for you to do because you deserve to treat yourself. Grab a fork. It's time for a treat. What I recommend that you watch is a documentary on Netflix titled The Last Blockbuster. 
It's a great watch. I really enjoyed it. A, a lot of people give their account of what Blockbuster meant to them growing up and all their sweet memories. But it also details how it all began and how it all spiraled to its end. Great watch. Check it out. Once again, it's on Netflix and it's titled The Last Blockbuster. Now for something to read. What I recommend you read is a book called Built to Fail, the inside story of Blockbuster's inevitable bust by Alan Payne. Now, Built to Fail tells the complete inside story of Blockbuster's rise and its fall. Beneath the surface of explosive growth to those many different CEOs that it had, into the missed opportunities that they didn't capitalize on. The book talks about it all. So once again, you can watch the documentary. That's going to break it down for you. Or you can read a book all about it, whichever one you prefer. The book, once again, is titled Built to Fail. The Inside Story of Blockbusters, Inevitable Bust by Alan Payne. It looks really good. You guys check it out. Check it out. Absolutely. All right. Now for something to do. What I recommend that you do is I want you to share a blockbuster story with a friend or a family member, anyone who's in your home or give someone a phone call. I want you guys to exchange blockbuster stories. Have fun running down memory lane. Because like I said in the beginning of this episode, everyone has a story about those big blue and yellow letters. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share this link with one person in your phone. Just text it right to them so they could check it out as well. I deeply appreciate it. Before you leave, I want to leave you with this question. What was the first movie you rented from Blockbuster? Thank you.